Hello and welcome to Christmas Movie Spotlight Special Edition. And I'm your host, Don Mack. I'm here with my lovely and wonderful co-host, Pam. Hi, Pam. I'm waving at you. Can you see me? I can. Can you see me waving back? I can. We have so much fun doing this show. Um, well, I tell you, we are very excited to be with you for the special episode of Christmas Movie Spotlight. Why, you ask? Because in addition to our regular weekly show, we love to bring to you interviews that we've had with special guests. And so tonight is no exception. We have a great interview lineup with John Core. He is starring in Picture of Perfect Christmas with Merritt Patterson on the Hallmark Channel. Comes up later tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And so we are just so excited. We had a great time speaking with John. He was so well-spoken, very articulate. Um, very intelligent. I mean, I could have talked for days with him. He was just, you could tell he's a deep thinker, but it was a good interview, very informative. And, and Pam and I really learned a lot in talking with him in the short time we had him. Um, it was it was really fun. Um, Pam, what did you think? I, I love John. Fun and interesting, to say the least. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when we do these interviews and we ask the questions, we just don't know what kind of answers we're going to get. True. But let me tell you, he blew me away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you even if you thought you could guess what someone was going to say, they always, always surprise us every time. And just with so much information, and, and sometimes they volunteer information um, that we didn't even think wow, we should have asked about that. It's just, you know, it might be about an upcoming project. It might be about something in their life that you would never, never, ever know, would not have read anywhere. So um, so that was the case with John Core, as you will see very shortly. So we are not going to delay any further. We're so excited to bring you our interview with special guest John Core. Enjoy the show. Hello, dear listeners. My name is John Core, and today you are listening to Christmas Movie Spotlight with our hosts, Pam and Don. Hello, Don. Welcome to our show, and thank you so much for calling in today. We truly, truly appreciate you taking the time. Why, hello there. Thank you. I truly appreciate you taking the time and taking interest in the film and little old me. It's mutual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, one thing you'll have to know about Don and myself is we love, love, love Christmas movies, and mm. we're so very happy to see that you're in one this year. So, well, thank you so much. My, you're welcome. But I'm going to start out a little bit back from the beginning, and that is what or who inspired you to become an actor? Ah, uh, wow. Uh sort of a fascinating question for me because it's never really any one thing I imagine Um, but if I can give this to you I'll I'll try to make the long answer short Um, my mother was very young when I was born and as such as time went on we moved around a lot and so I was very often the new kid and I learned at a very young age that popularity is erroneous so just for showing up I was either targeted or the opposite sort of lauded and accepted and so on and so forth. Um, But either way, uh, I sort of saw through it. Um, And as time went on, I was at a point in my life where I was being, uh, I was at this one school and I was being bullied rather severely in junior high and regularly. Um, 
and I did uh, a play in high school, um, or sorry, uh, late junior high. Uh, it was a, a, an assembly of some kind. Um, I think it was through a world world religions class. Uh, either way, it was comedic and fun and full of improvisation. And at the end, everybody stood up and clapped, and they liked me. And I realized, wow, storytelling is a really interesting and powerful tool. Uh, whether I'm making someone laugh, making a fool of myself, or or we're doing something sort of raw and brave, and and you know we're we're dealing with subject matter that's uncomfortable but necessary. Uh, I was able to solve my problems without, you know, fighting back. Uh, and so that's maybe the long answer short, the short answer long, um, but that's more or less actually how I got into acting. Um, I ended up doing loads of musicals in high school and things like that. And even after uh, high school, I took a year off, not really knowing what I wanted to pursue until I realized, hey, I might be good at that. And I think it's meaningful. Uh, and I'm going to start exploring and experimenting. And, and that was that. Um, I fell in love with it. And I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Well, we always get either very interesting or funny stories. And yours is more <laughs> towards the interesting story on how that came about. But um, I'm sorry that you, you know, you were bullied. I, I don't like to hear about that happening to anybody but I'm glad oh, that you turned a lemon into lemonade, so to speak. That's yeah. Thank you. No, that's um, more or less how I try to operate in life. Um, it's not meant to be easy, and it's never going to be all of the time. So I mean, it takes it takes a lot more strength and courage to love, to be vulnerable and generous and caring, and and to form communities and build things than it does to hate and destroy and throw tantrums and blame and so on and so forth. So it was all very educational. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, and I beautiful out of, I out of the ugly, if you can. Right, and I hope that people that are listening to this, that if they're being bullied or know somebody that's being bullied, that they listen to your words because that's great advice. Oh well, I hope it comes across. <laughs> It does. <laughs> well, there's quite a few movies you've been in that I've watched and loved. And oh, cool. uh, besides Hall, yeah, besides Hallmark movies, I love watching Lifetime movies. So <laughs> I've yeah. caught you in a few of those. <laughs> Very different pair, isn't it? <laughs> the, per- the, the perfect girlfriend with Adrian Franz and also. Oh, yeah. Where she was like the perfect nutso, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's um, the boy she met online with the lovely Alexandra Paul. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how much fun and how different is that for you to play in those types of movies? Uh, compared to the Hallmark movie we're, we're discussing? Right. Right. Um how is it different? Well, I mean, the filmmakers are always different. I guess, I guess overall, um, what's most different um, would be the network tone, I suppose. Um, because even though these networks, of course, like Lifetime and Hallmark are giants, um, they, uh, they have various channels and, and uh, niches, I think, that they try to um, examine and, and provide. And so... Whereas 
in Hallmark, it seems like we're providing more of an escape. Um, I, I, that word can come with connotations of shirking accountability and so on and so forth, but that's not how I mean it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the world feels as if it's in disarray, if the news is more often negative than positive, and if we're feeling overwhelmed or maybe dealing with an illness or a loss of some kind, who knows, whatever it is, you can turn on Hallmark and dependably sort of go someplace else where things are neither too euphoric or too dysphoric, and you can have a really nice time. Um, and there's certainly a time and place for that. Whereas Lifetime, I think, tries to dial up the drama a lot more um, to the extent that there's a lot of yelling and running and crying and things like that. There's a lot more action in those films, um, which also, of course, serve a purpose because there is also a time and place for let's get messy and examine some characters and some topics that we wouldn't necessarily in a different space if that makes sense? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that the Lifetime movies, even though they're they're made-up stories, there's a mm-hmm. lot of truth, like real news in there. You know, like the the perfect girlfriend. I mean, there's a lot of women out there or guys out there even that are stalkers and that type of person. They may not go to those extremes necessarily, but... You know, um, and the boy she met online, I mean, that's a big thing these days. You don't know who's behind those keyboards. Oh, absolutely. It, it doesn't matter if you're you, – could be a dating app. You could think you're talking to your mom on Facebook, and it's just not her. <laughs> it's, right? It's, uh, <laughs> we, we live in a, a – tech, with technology advancing, especially in telecommunications, as quickly as it is, living in a world with deep fake and things like that, it's yeah. – I, I don't even I don't even know how to comment on that. The, the, there were films that I did probably wow that first one anyway is probably a decade ago, or close to maybe seven years, eight years. Um, regardless, fast forward and here we are. Um, you know, with all of these technologies that both empower and enable really good things, and then of course really bad things too and so i think those stories yeah they're important and they came at a good time harbinging this new technology these tools that we need to use um for good or evil so to speak true very true and and pam and i have this conversation quite a bit about you know um she watches lifetime more than i do and she says, you really should, you know, and she's always telling me about these movies that she's seen. And, and, and I'll say, you know, I, I like to watch Lifetime, but I always feel like I need to take a Xanax or something because it's, you <laughs> watch these movies and they're so true to life. They're so true to life. You know, it's entertainment and you know, it's, you know, it's, these are fiction, fictional things, but in real life, these things could really happen. And I tell her all the time, you know, I just can't get out of that out of my head when I'm watching these movies, like you've heard news stories. And so Hallmark is kind of like, as you say, the escape, you just go to Hallmark and you go, okay, there's no murder here. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's no stalking. Yeah, there's exactly. no bullying. And there's none of the bad stuff that we <laughs> see about every mm-hmm. single day. We just have right. rom-coms it, with, you know, it's, it's endless <laughs> rom-coms. And you're just going to have feel good moments for two hours. You know, it's, it's good. Yeah. Escape from reality, exactly. I guess. Look at it, but um, 
Uh, yeah, I think well, we need both. I definitely think we need we both. Do. We have to spotlight uncomfortable things sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And then other times, yeah, we need to have a restorative film. <laughs> right. It's, right. It's, a very, it's a very good balance, you know, in, in the mm-hmm. world of entertainment in that way. Um, well, speaking of roles and Hallmark, um, you starred in Love on Safari opposite Lacey Chabert. And I'm telling you what, that is probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies that I've seen um, in recent months, over the last year on Hallmark. And what was it like? filming on location in Africa. I mean, that had to have, I mean, the scenery and everything about that movie was just amazing. But can you share a memorable moment of your time there? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, first of all, we had such an amazing time. Um, We're all very proud of it. Uh, Cast, crew, the locals, um, our, our producers, the network. I mean, everybody was just so behind this film, and we had a lovely time. Uh. I had been to Africa, well, to South Africa specifically, actually, twice before. I've I've spent over a year of my life there now. Um, I was filming a Channel 4 show called Beaver Falls um, in the past. And so this time, it was kind of a lot like going home. It's one of my favorite places on Earth. Um, uh, I've always wanted to live there. Um, And so I was really quite familiar already with the more touristy things, but because we filmed um, in and around Johannesburg and not Cape Town, we got a proper African experience and we spent a lot of time out in the wilderness on these, these various preserves um, working closely with, with never interfering of course, uh, or interacting really, but, but through clever camera trickery, working closely with the animals and, um, you know, their, their guardians and so on. And it was just a really magical time. Uh, as for any one story, my gosh, there were some very, very funny stories. Um, we were consistently startled by animals. Um, I remember one morning I, I stepped outside of this little bungalow we were staying in. Beautiful place, bugs everywhere, thick heat. Step out and stretch and look at the sun. And right next to me, there was a giraffe just towering over me. Oh, so my not a not a yeah not a butterfly not a dog, um they 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 were just everywhere hanging out um living in harmony, not eating one another. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I mean it was so long ago now and that's uh, no real hijinks coming to mind unfortunately. Well, one of the um, things that you know that I picked up on as I watched the movie was there were several references throughout of you know the heat. And so I didn't know from a viewer perspective if that was, you know, true to form, if it was just for effect because of the movie itself, or if you guys were just literally in heat like that all day. Were you, or what was that like? Oh, there, like? there were times. There were times. I mean, the climate is um, – I like it a lot. Um, it gets around the t- – I believe – I'm trying not to mix shoots here in my mind because um, I've worked there so much. But it tends, around the time of year that we were there, I believe, it tends to be quite hot during the day, but it cools down at night. And so you kind of get the best of both worlds. The mornings are nice and cool as well. But there were a couple of times um, when we were shooting with the lions specifically, when we were um, in these these vehicles or, or shooting scenes out in the middle of these fields with no sort of shade, no canopy, 
Um, nothing mm-hmm. above, above us um, protecting us from the sun for long, long hours. And we had our umbrellas and things like that and did whatever was necessary. I kept getting sort of ushered towards mine because I didn't want it. I love the sun. And <laughs> Excuse me. And yeah, just wanted to frolic all day long. And they were like, you'll regret it. Um, the sun <laughs> definitely feels different over there. I know it's the same burning orb, but uh, it definitely feels somehow a little more spiritual and certainly a lot hotter than I remember things oh, yeah. in cold northern Ontario where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, quite the contrast in climate for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, speaking with Hall- of Hallmark, you are, we've seen you in several movies on Hallmark now, and it's great to see you, you know, them keep calling you back for work. It just, it's awesome to see you on screen. And you are quickly oh, becoming you. a you're just quickly becoming a fan favorite. Mine, Pam and I can certainly attest to that as well. But um, I'm so and, grateful. Well, we were thrilled when we found out that you were going to be starring in Picture Perfect Christmas this holiday season. <laughs> and, and that, from what we have seen of the movie, it looks like it's going to be an awesome movie. Um, and Hallmark's really outdoing themselves this, this year, for sure, for the 10th oh my anniversary. Oh, gosh, are they ever. It, it's yeah. amazing. Um so if you can, can you share a little bit about your character in the movie and, and the movie itself without giving too much away? We don't wanna we don't wanna give too many spoilers here if you can. Uh I play David. He is currently a single father, or at least a single parent. He's raising um his deceased brother and his brother's wife, uh their son. They died in a car accident um before the film. And uh, begins on screen, and uh, David has been willingly um, tasked with raising this young man, and their bond, of course, is very strong um, and a lot of fun. I, I got to work opposite Luke uh, Luke Rossler, um, and he and I very quickly became friends and just had a blast on set. There's all kinds of goofy stuff on my Instagram if you ever want to go and check that out. Um, he's doing wonderful right now too. Uh, going forward. So that's David's current circumstance and he's trying to balance um his 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 job with these responsibilities as a parent and he's doing it all alone. Um and Sophie, Mara Patterson's character comes home to help her grandmother with something only to learn that well to run into David um at a time in both of their lives when they least expect it and don't realize they need it. But simply through existing and crossing paths, they shake each other up and solve some problems. And hopefully, there's some happily ever after in the end. And a lot of holiday spirit. Oh, my gosh. Holiday spirit is is the key phrase for any and every Hallmark movie that's made. And it if you aren't in the holiday spirit, you watch a movie, you're going to automatically be in the spirit at the end of it. <laughs> but... But the way you just described this movie, it sounds it oh, it just sounds charming. It sounds heartwarming, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see how it all unfolds on screen. Well, I gotta say, um, quite genuinely, I'm um, from what I've seen as well. I'm personally very proud of this, and I'm also uh, proud of you know everybody else who was involved. There was there's just so much heart in this picture, and so much. Um, at the risk of sounding redundant, using the same word word again, genuine chemistry. 
Um, mm. We really had a blast and became quite the little family under a Christmas tree in the middle of June or whenever it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part I always love is these, these Christmas movies are filmed in the middle of summer when it's 90 degrees somewhere. <laughs> but watching oh, man, the movie, you don't think of those things, you know. You guys make yeah. it so real. I was filming something else uh, once. I, know, I forget where. I think it was here in Canada. It might have been in the States somewhere. Um, but we were using on location. We were being directed to use um, this washroom at a, at a, in a shop if we needed to. Um, so I had to go and check on something, my microphone or something. And so I was on my way there. And uh, there was this door open at the other end of the shop. And it looked like Narnia. I went, that has to be wallpaper or something. It's so beautiful. And I stepped through, and I was just in this winter wonderland. There were lights everywhere, people dressed up and shopping and walking down the street. Music was playing. I was so confused. This happened so quickly until a Wrangler <laughs> from a different film set, another Hallmark picture, was like, I felt the cane come out and grab me by the waist and drag me away. Wow, what is this? What are you guys doing? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Wrong set. You're not the only film set in town, kids. That, because you know when you're watching the movies you don't ever think about these things that could happen behind the scenes like that so um mm. that's really I cute, thought it was cute. <laughs> i got lost where were you oh, i was shooting a different movie <laughs> i wasn't in the right movie <laughs> yeah you might see a cameo oh some wintry hallmark film looking very right. confused and i look like a time traveler
Well, into a different subject, um, I read that you're a writer, an acrobat, a martial artist, and a hobby musician. So needless (laughs) to say, you're very artistic. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a lot of outlets, thank you. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, I'm pacing right now. I'm a massive introvert. Um, I just think I've somehow cultivated um, extroverted skill sets. And so that's how I pay my bills, but... I've got a love-hate relationship with social media. You know, I try to use it for work and participate and have fun and make it a good thing, but I can't help seeing the other sides of it. And so I pull out there too. And <sighs> Well, you know, we all have those days where we want to be on and other days where we don't. So I totally yeah, understand totally. that. I just pay well, when I'm on the phone. Well, what of all of those is include- hilarious. Uh, yeah. What's that, sorry? What of all of those, including being an actor, was the hardest or most satisfying to accomplish? Uh, well, um, my immediately I think of the fact that I have um, spondylolisthesis. hope I'm saying that correctly. It's a lower spinal condition. Uh, mine is uh, exists in the L1-S1, bottom of the spine. So all my life I thought I had an impacted vertebrae. And so I've had chronic pain and sort of structural issues and wouldn't really know why one day I could move so well and so fluidly and the next day I'd be quite literally bedridden or pinned to the floor with immobility and pain Mm -hmm. and sort you know, and a lot of confusion. And so it's an invisible problem. Um, It's linked to depression, among other things, um, as any sort of chronic pain typically is. and I, I had two options when I was finally properly diagnosed. It was undergo an extremely grisly surgery that would probably render me unable to perform any sort of sport. Um, I wouldn't, it would just be very difficult to recover and to recover fully. I don't think that's actually a possibility. So I talked to a lot of doctors and did a lot of work. Call me crazy, but I think I can either manage or even correct it. And so it's been, it's an ongoing thing. It's daily. And my physio is almost hourly. Um, But the fact that, you know, I'll never go to the Olympics and I'm not trying to. Um, I'm actually a martial arts tricker. I was using acrobat in the past as a convenient term to not have to explain that, you know, people go, what what do you mean tricks? And uh, it's it's an acrobatic blend of flips, kicks, and twists is what it's most um, easily identified by. Mm -hmm. And uh, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Um, if you're familiar with tricking, I apologize. If you're not, now you kind of have a sense of what it is. Um, now we being, are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so point being, through martial arts and gymnastics, which I've done all my life, um, I have to do a lot of extra work to do even the simplest things. My muscular recruitment patterns are different. Um, you know, if I drop something, I can't reach for it the same way someone else might. So I've had to retrain very basic motor things, uh, skills over time, but I've also, you know, accomplished quite a bit um, in terms of, of martial arts and acrobatics, and it's only getting better and better. So I'm going on 35, and I feel like I'm a really healthy 25-year-old for the first time in my life. Uh, wow. And this is just another example of, you know, there are days where I feel really discouraged, where the pain mm-hmm. is quite violent. And it starts to overtake you. And you have to psychologically, emotionally, and physically 
find ways to fight back. The irony is exercise is more or less the panacea, the cure, but when you're in pain and feeling immobilized and locked up and so on and so forth, when you're sore, the last thing you want to do is move, is exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So there's a bit of a catch-22, but what that metaphorically sort of reinforces for me anyway, um, and maybe I'm just rationalizing it, but I think I'm making a good thing out of a bad thing. The same thing you learn um, when you ride a bike, that failure is largely an illusion. You have trial and error, and as long as you are realistic about certain limitations and setbacks, um, but you're willing to continue working at something, taking steps, then you'll get there sooner or later, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. People learn to paint with their feet, you know? following car mm-hmm. right. and things where they lose their arms. So the learning backflips and things like that, that for me, I shouldn't even be able to do. Being able to do those things uh, helps engender privately, but with self-respect, not self-aggrandizement, um, a very deep-seated sense of uh, self-respect. And so when right. things get rough in life, um, through exercises like this, um, you're, you're just a lot more grounded, I find. You're able to accept that there might be some pain, um, again, psychologically, emotionally, physically. But on the other side of that, potentially, is some form of greatness or of meaningful goodness. Um, and I kind of like that. I've, I've got a lot of blessings, but I've taken, I think, my challenges or curses, if you will, and I've worked pretty tirelessly and I don't always get it right, but over the years, you know, to, to become the sort of person that I might have looked up to when I was young and fatherless, you know, mm-hmm. um, because there was definitely a time where I was reading all the wrong stuff, watching all the wrong stuff, and not thinking right, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. Not right as it in does. only I one mean... way to think, but, you know, you know yeah. I I was going to say I totally 1,000% understand what you're talking about. Dawn knows. I deal with chronic pain daily and have been for, thank you, and have been for the past 10-plus years. But what I do is I use what I can use, and that's my mouth and my brain, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) to Mm -hmm. take my mind off of my pain and right. I keep myself busy and stimulated mind-wise. That's it. And that's, that's, it. that's why, right, and that's why I do this show. I, you know, we don't get paid to do this. Don and I just love to do it, and we love to talk oh. to people, and we love to use our minds. And so Beautiful. we're grateful to be able to do this. And congratulations exactly. on such a major accomplishment, I mean, because a lot of people would have given up with what you had to go through and still go through. Well, thank you. The, I mean, for me, I, I, I spent so long not talking about it um, because I didn't want, you know, I do most of my own stunts too, whenever they'll let me. Um, and I didn't want anyone to think, you know, if I say, yeah, I'm not, it hurts to stand for more than a few seconds, but you've got to hire me to stand out and, and hit this mark and stand still and speak for much longer than that. And so, even acting, it, you know, it's, it's a hurdle for that, um, that I'm constantly, right. um, I think, 
what's the expression here? Kicking the butt out of? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you definitely um, are. <laughs> thank you. Um, the point of sharing it, I've realized, um, in little ways or, or when opportunities like this arise organically, I think it should – my intention is to inspire. It's not to – compare my pain to anyone else's or, or to really get into what that is or means it should just you know remind maybe there's someone out there who is just having a really hard time going to the gym and they, there's really no obstacle it's just, there's some apathy some laziness they don't have momentum they haven't you know built up the the routine in their life that they'd like to have and that they feel would make a big difference just in terms of how they carry themselves and Think about the you know interface with the world and how how healthy they feel and and sleep and so on and so forth, but eh, it's just it feels so impossible. And then maybe they hear something like that and they're like, oh man, uh, this guy has to has to do what all day every day just to do what? And then he right. does what? Okay, maybe I'll look in the mirror, you know, stop shirking some accountability, take control of the things that I can going forward, and make a difference in my own life and others. Mm-hmm. And if that can happen, then this is worth it. As a you know, Very true. And people have got it a is, lot worse. There's so much truth in the uh, the phrase "mind over matter," mm-hmm. because if you can if you can get your mind focused in the proper way, you can overcome anything. You can yeah, learn and, to maintain and manage anything. Um, it really is a mindset. That right. empowers people or causes them to, you know, to not be empowered, and uh, right. and you and it's a and it is a daily thing because we're always battling in our minds with ourselves about things, right. you know, right. and psyching ourselves out. We're thinking that you know this or that, and and you really have to just be bold in your beliefs and claim. You're going to do this. You're going to overcome right. this because, I mean, I think about you know, cancer patients who, you know, when yeah. they get the diagnosis and they immediately say, "I'm going to beat this. I'm going to fight this," and they immediately, um, right away, just make up their minds they're going to beat it. You know, mm-hmm. um, even as scary as that is, but that's but it really yeah. is a mindset. You have to get yourself in that place um, totally. to be able to accomplish anything. Really. Yeah, big or small, even if you might not win. Right? I mean, we right. we are more or less designed to protect ourselves as organisms. Mm-hmm. So even to approach a nice girl and introduce myself, heaven forbid I'm misunderstood. Oh, gosh, oh, I'll just ignore her and run away. <laughs> even taking steps towards those things, let alone cancer, um, can sort of be trained um, through through perspective and whatnot, like you're saying. Um, and that doesn't happen overnight, and and I totally agree that it's – the word I use is active um, because it's not as if – I think if you're alive, you're probably going to go through all kinds of things, states, phases, firsts, seconds, thirds, you know. Um, and you're going to – I think it's unrealistic to say things like, I am not a jealous person. Okay, good. <laughs> ideally, ideally, whatever that is, whether you, it, it's a, a car or or that, whatever, whatever, material, immaterial, big, small, um, actively 
you can handle those things really well, and you can learn to handle those things to the point that it's more or less a background program. So mm-hmm. I don't think, and this is just a silly example, but I don't think people like are immune to things like jealousy. I just think there are people who handle that really well and do, you know, you they go, oh wow, I want that. I'm inspired. I see that it mm-hmm. can be done. Uh, right. You know, there's an opportunity there to sort of reframe what you're experiencing. Um, yeah. I think it's the people who don't or who feel unequipped with whatever, you know, skill sets or experiences they need to build them up into people who will at least ideally respond positively to negative stress more often than not. Um, we're getting better at it. Yeah. And and that's what it takes because in the the times that we live in and we're so overwhelmed with negativity and negative information daily. Um yeah. and it's ever changing. It you know, you really have to keep your mind in a good place. And that means feeding your mind and your soul with good things. Um Right. Not living in denial, you, but yeah. Right, yeah. right. Um, so that you not only can effectively deal with it, but you can also effectively deal with anything that comes at you personally um, mm-hmm. so that you can move forward um, in yeah. a good way and, and better. Um, so it is a struggle. So. I mean, um, that's one of the reasons I was so attracted to playing David um, is, well, I've, I've played a lot of villains and a lot of troubled people over the years. Um and so whenever I get to play some good guys, I feel a lot more like I can it's, – it's not – I mean, when I first started my career, I was playing a lot of the people I, I avoided and didn't identify with in, in high school. You know, mm-hmm. They were mean to women and children. They, they were self-centered. They're, I was often trying to find ways to make one-dimensional characters two or three. You know, There must be a reason why this lovely girl's with him, or there must be – maybe he's naive, not stupid, or whatever it was that would try to make these characters interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, where's it going with that? All right, David. Uh, and David, I read the script, and I was just so excited to, to have received the offer. Um, because I mean, the first thing that jumped to mind was, man, nowadays, given the way the media has gone, and I think it's very, very good, very good. Get the bad guys, restructure, 100%. But not all men are evil, right? And not all men can't be trusted around children. And and not all men are embezzling their coworkers and so on and so forth. And so getting to play someone who's just such a good guy down to the core. He tr- he doesn't always get it right, but his will is good. Um, and his dynamic with the, with this young boy, and then how that changes um, with when when Merritt's character so becomes play. It was all just really refreshing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, I know we have a lot of horrible men on the planet, uh, but not not all of them are bad. I mean, Nelson Mandela was pretty cool. He was he was a good male leader and role model, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it just seemed like a good opportunity to, for myself, kind of not let the pendulum swing so far in the other direction that we're just causing problems all over again, villainizing, right. villainizing men, villainizing women, villainizing men, villainizing women, and and all of the other topics and complications that come with that when what we really want i think at the end of the day is genuine equal rights you know genuine we looking we should should be able to look at 
circumstances and people in, as, as individuals and in, in individual contexts, but also, you know, wow, we have so many topics here. <laughs> I can't keep track. Well, and, you know, and, and kind Pardon of segueing into, into what, um, you know, into what Hallmark has been able to do. And I think one of the reasons why mm-hmm. they are so successful is because they, it's this euphoria, it's the nostalgia that people have experienced personally in their life at some point. And you kind of get taken back to times and places that you can identify with and and mm. there's no stereotyping in their movies and there's there's none of the things that we deal with daily in real life. And so Hallmark has just been I mean, they've been brilliant in the way they have conveyed their stories. Um so there's you know, across the board everything is just you know, there's always these challenges embedded but Nonetheless, at the end of at the end of the movie, you know there's it's going to turn out okay. You have the faith mm-hmm. that it's going to turn out okay, and and I think it's a reminder to us all. We just have to remember to have faith and have hope, and and you know, and that things will turn out okay. Um, you know, so it it kind of goes with that. And yeah, I, but I, I think do, I, I like. The, pardon me. I, I said I just love what they what they have been able to successfully do, and I think that is why their audience just continues to grow, you know, exponentially um, over and above yeah, any I of agree. the other networks. It's, it's unbelievable. They, um, their presentation at the TCAs this year was just remarkable. I, I didn't really realize how much thought and thoughtful thought goes into creating this brand. And when I first mm-hmm. started working for Hallmark, and uh, you know, I'm fine saying this, I've spoken to their, I've spoken with many of their producers and directors and things. I felt boxed in. I didn't understand this world yet. This sort of Harlequin, hopeful, you know, the the world that you just described. And so I often mm-hmm. felt like I, you know, couldn't take a character in this direction, or why are we doing the scene like this? What is going on? And it took me a while. And then once I realized what those parameters were, oh, I could. I, I was liberated within them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas at first I might have pined for something like the, the lifetime things you were talking about earlier, or just wanting to, you know, wrestle with some concepts and get messy. Um, yeah. I don't know if I rounded to a conclusion there or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a perfect conclusion to round to, and um, and so and speaking of. Um, before we wrap up our time with yeah. you, we always like to end on a very fun and light note, and we do a five-question lightning round, which is not, it. it's all Christmas—it's it's all Christmas-related, so it's totally, totally fun and and corny and hokey and all this stuff. So if you're ready, <laughs> we'll it. get started. Let's shift gears. Let's do it. All righty. So, favorite cr- Christmas tradition. Oh, Christmas tradition. Um, 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 whew, for me right now, well, for most of my life and career here, I've been on the road. And so the best tradition is just going home, just, you know, seeing mom and my brother, um, the, the the family. I know that might sound lame. Not at all. No, not at all. That's undoubtedly the best, you know, the best thing ever. Truthfully. Yeah, but it's not like roasting chestnuts or... Or 
I don't know, having your skin stick to the car door when you unplug it and try to open it in minus 50 degrees Celsius. I mean, there's nothing more traditional at Christmas than being with family. Um, right, right. And, you know, and as, as families, you know, grow older and they, they live in different places and it becomes logistically more difficult to get everyone together. Right. Christmas is the only time everyone can come together and they may, you know, they make that point to do so. And so it is traditional and it is, it's yeah. nothing better than being with family think, at Christmas. Yeah. Our Christmases have changed so much over the years. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my, um, this is not negative, um, but my my stepfather, my father, um, he passed while I was shooting Love on Safari, actually, and uh, I was only there because he really wanted me to be there. It was a job that I said I don't have to do this, uh, you know, I want to be with you, and it was something he really wanted for me. And as you can see, some really good things have come from it, um, and we had loads and loads of quality time together before that. But the point is, I have been always prioritizing doing whatever the whatever footwork is necessary to bring as many of us together as I can, whenever I can. Um, there was a time when I didn't even hold an apartment. I was just going location, Ontario, location, Ontario, um, to be with my folks. And it was, it was, you know, some of the best, best times of my life. Um, so when I think of Christmas, I think of all kinds of things, but uh, very, very special stuff. So that's my tradition, I guess. <laughs> All right. Next question. Favorite Christmas yeah. song? Oh, Christmas song. Christmas song. Um, they're all so catchy. It's got to be a Disney tune or something. Oh, my gosh. Let's just say Deck the Halls because it came to mind. Very good. Favorite Christmas movie? Batman Returns, hands down. Not joking. <laughs> Think about it. That is so funny because Pam and yeah. I just yesterday were talking about like the top fifty movies, Christmas movies of all time, and that was on the list. And so she and I were kind no of scratching our head. Now I admit I've never seen the movie. Shame yeah. on me. And no, no, no. but she and I were talking about this, and she said supposedly it's on this list, you know, and uh, and we were just, like, really <laughs> wowed by that. Like, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't really know that uh, ordinarily, I mean, years and years ago, I might have answered differently, but, you know, um, my cousin, for example, really likes Die Hard and considers that a Christmas movie, and I went, what? No. I mean, it, there's a Christmas theme in the background, I suppose, but I'm not sure that it's exactly folly jolly, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> And I, I guess through that train of thought, I went, wait a minute, I can have Batman movies as my Christmas movies? Oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a bit of a tradition, too. I watch Batman Returns every year. Yeah. Well, hey, there you go. You can tie that into yeah. the Christmas tradition. Okay, next yeah. question. Hot toddy or hot chocolate? Yeah, I was uh, making a pick between chocolate and getting well. I'm going to go chocolate. There you go. Can't go wrong with chocolate, can you? Nope. <laughs> uh, and and last question: white lights or colored lights? Wow. Let's say colored. Traditional, festive white lights can be weddings or or 
YouTube videos. So I'm going to go color. Every YouTube video nowadays has these 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 white string lights in the background. That is so true. That's so true. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we get it, but um, oh yeah, <laughs> I think Christmas you can't go wrong. You know, it's I've done I've used either or and it, oh yeah. My only thing is the more the merrier. You know, it doesn't exactly. it, it mix up. It doesn't even have to be all one color or multicolored. It could just be just mix it up. Let's have lots of lights because that just yeah. really is one of the big things about Christmas. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to do a lightning round here, but my my first thought was indoors or outdoors. And then I was picturing different homes and I went, they don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, as, as Don says, there's no wrong answers, and and they don't have to be short answers, and they don't have to be long answers. So, well, lucky you're, me. You're good. Like I said, I'm a bit of a fool <laughs> on the telephone. I pace and I ramble, so I try not to use it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a special occasion. No, it's not my friend, it's you don't answer your phone. Yeah. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Just let me know if it's an emergency or not. I'll be That's there. right. That's right. So, yeah. Well, we want to thank you for rambling with us. <laughs> well, we thank enjoyed you. Thank you for having every me. second of it. <laughs> and uh, you're I, more I than welcome to come back people. anytime. To... Well, thank you. Uh, maybe we'll chat again you're after welcome. the film airs. Hear your thoughts. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, that would love be that. great. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'm quite proud of it. I'm excited for everyone to see it. Um, and I do think that I would be shocked to hear that you didn't leave with with a warm heart as opposed to a heavy one or a let down one or you're not going to feel like you wasted your time. I think it's going to complement the holidays really well. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. We we know that there's going to be lots of happiness at the end, love, light and Christmas. So, we're we're definitely no, looking forward to it. Fantastic, and some laughs too. Yes, always. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you take care of yourself, and we'll keep in contact with you and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so kindly, Pam, Don. You're amazing. Uh, thank you for your tolerance and patience. <laughs> thank You're you. Welcome. It has thank been such you. a blast talking with you, John, and happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, likewise, likewise. The sentiment's completely mutual. Thanks again for having me. Thank you. And You're welcome. Christmas. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Why not? Uh, okay. <laughs> Good night. Hey, guys. Don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X-M-A-S-M-U-V-I-E-S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S. ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>